It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bourbon with Friends, uh, presented by Not For Long Media. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yes. You yeah. like yes. fudge? I love fudge. www.fudgekitchens.com has the best fudge of all time. Go check them out. They ship all over the country, too. They ship everywhere. And they have no water taffy. Oh. Doesn't matter where you are. www.fudgekitchens.com. Laffy taffy? No. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, no. Paul, you're, yeah. Anyways, uh, we are here. We have a special guest here today. Uh, this guy, he's so I learned right before the pod that he has the 15th most viewed Instagram reel of all time. But that's not why he's here. He is the man behind the SIP Awards, which I'm excited to learn more about. Uh, Puya Hashemi is here today. Um, pleasure to have you on, man. Thanks for coming on the pod. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Um, doing great. Phenomenal. Great. Great. So, so um, yeah. I, well, hey, so I was looking at like the Instagram page of the SIP Awards and diving deep into exactly what you guys do. But you're the guy behind it. So why don't you kind of explain exactly what the SIP Awards is and what it consists of? And how kind of you got like, how did the whole idea, you know, come about for you? Yeah. So uh, maybe about 15 years ago, I was selling and distributing spirits from around the world, from everything from Europe to uh, from absinthe to tequila. And uh, I was bootstrapping that business. It was very difficult, as you can imagine. We were competing with some of the biggest companies. Um, and, and I was looking at different ways of marketing and getting our brands out there. So I looked into competitions. That's one of the ways to kind of feature your product. Uh, yep. and, and compete with some of the bigger boys. But as I looked into that, I saw that all the competitions had professional judges that were somewhat affiliated with brands. Um, you had brand ambassadors in the judging seats. You had brand owners. You've had friends of brands in there. And you're like, well, you know, for me to submit my tequila – um, when we're competing with another tequila company and, and they they got, they got a seat at the judging table. It doesn't, it, it felt there was, there was potential bias there. Right. So I was, I was thinking of the idea of what if there was a competition where you only had consumer judges only where there wouldn't be anyone in the, uh, in the industry involved. And that's where, SIP Awards kind of started and I threw out, threw around the idea to a few friends and most of, most people I threw around the idea, they were like, well, I don't know if that's going to work. Like the average Joe competition in a way. Um, I just, I just went ahead and did it. And uh, originally the first year we had about 70 brands compete, which is pretty decent number of brands from all over the world. And it's been gradually increasing year over year. Uh, now this year, 2022 is our biggest year ever. We had over 1200 brands and these are brands from big and small, everything from being global, uh, Brown Foreman, uh, 
and, and to smaller mom and pop brands that are just literally starting this year. Uh, so this kind of showed me that initially the first year was there might be a path to this. There might be an interest level for the brands and consumers really took in amongst themselves to value what we were giving out as far as awards to judge what kind of spirits that they would want to pick up and purchase. Cause it, it back, you know, going back, I feel the consumer opinion is probably one of the most important when it comes to marketing and yeah. when you're making that decision. It's kind of like when you're looking on IMDb and or Rotten Tomatoes and it's like critic score, 35%, audience score, 95%. I'm going with the audience score 100% every time, of the time. Every time. Yep. Like they did that they did that with Batman versus Superman and it was just like, dude, this movie rocks like the well, ultimate edition, the ultimate edition. Exactly. And, and to that point, the critics, it, it's a much smaller field, right? You got probably, I don't know, maybe 10 or 20 people, um, making that decision. Whatever their criteria is, whatever their background is, how does that compare to thousands or hundreds of thousands of people evaluating a particular movie in that scenario? Um, yeah. and yeah. So logistically, how does it work? Like, you know, getting, is there, do you like vet the people that are judging or is it just kind of just like sign up and we'll send you sand? Like, how does that part work? Yeah, we've, we've kind of manipulated and changed the the method over the years to kind of the, the, the most important role is making sure that the consumers that are coming in aren't either experts um, within the industry. Also, we don't want novices that drink once every five years either. Damn. Uh, so we want that kind of in the middle, uh, you know, drinking on the weekends or drinking once every, uh, just your regular consumer judge. Um, those are the valued judges that we're trying to bring in. So every judge that wants to enter in the competition, they kind of fill out a little survey and we evaluate each one. We take in about anywhere from, depending on the year, 300 to, to 400 judges uh, to bring in and to go through the, the different, um, different product line. And are all that these people like us, by the way, we're eliminated officially from being a judge. <laughs> I know. Oh, I was we'll, thinking, I was like, we'll check out your resume, that. do a little background search on you and see. Listen, all you have to do is see us, see us in a blind tasting and you'd be like, Oh, that's not a, that's a little bit above novice and a little bit above average. Plus Connor drinks every day. So. I haven't drank today. And we're a little biased. I'm not oh, that biased. Bi- we, t- like we, we, we tend to like bourbon. Well, I do at least. <laughs> well, that's, well that's, that's another category. I mean, in, within the survey, if you got a survey, we would, we would want you to choose what type of category of product you'd want to taste, right? If, if you hate tequila, if someone hates tequila, we're not going to serve them tequila, right? <laughs> me. Um, exactly. Me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we wouldn't it would wanna, all suck to me. I'd it, be like, nope. We don't want to create a nope. torture chamber kind of scenario. We want to we want to give you the products that you're normally familiar with, and you're happy to kind of. It, it should be a fun event. It shouldn't be a um, an extreme scenario or. or, or a so challenge. you want to create an experience too for the judges that are that are that are judging, right? Oh yeah, and and what what's happened is Sip Awards has kind of become 
two different, almost two different companies in one. Um, there's the whole brand side and getting an award and marketing into the world and, and really, um, increasing your brand value. But for the judges, it's a whole different thing. They see it as, wow, this is really cool. I get a little kit. I go through products completely blind and understand what my palette likes and doesn't like. And then I can get the results and actually go to the store and pick up those products. So most of our judges really see the value in that because they can't replicate that experience um, very easily by themselves, you know, to, to get this unique kit and to go through um, a tasting experience and really kind of understand what products they like and don't like. I feel like we could maybe put the bourbon with friends award level in an awards show. Cause it would be awesome. It's very simple. It's either fuck. No, fuck. Yeah. All right. Hit it. That's the way we judge <laughs> whiskey around here. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how. Yeah. So that. Yeah. That, no. That's right. I it's like a that. gold, that's how silver, that's how and bronze. Like you could just go through it that way. Yeah. I mean, we we same point. We we don't make it overcomplicated. So we have like a score of one to five. So yeah, your fuck yes is five. And your you fuck go. no is yeah. one. And, it is um, three. Everything else is just kind of it in the is, middle. Is a three is in the middle. So. Um, and you got a little bit of gradient in the in the in the side. We try so. not to, we try not to be boring when when we're grading whiskey. You know, let's just be real and raw. So right. when when you're when you're kind of doing that, like obviously you're not looking for a novice. You're not looking for someone who can probably pick out. I, I, I'm I'm assuming like you're not looking for someone who can put, pick out like what a mash bill might be, what the proof is. You're basically great grading off of someone who drinks, but it's off like do they like it? kind of an aspect like are, is, is that's the person so I, like because I, I think it's re- really interesting like there i i think it would be interesting if someone actually took it a step further into like somebody who is like in our world right like we're we're not tied to a brand we're not brand ambassadors but we have you know we have well, except for of, like, well that ex- except for shannon shannon would be eliminated but like has like that extra level, like it would be really curious to see how that would go compared to like a normal consumer. I think in some ways, right? Like it plays, you know, you have your, I think you have your, your, your people that fall into that category, but also that like step above. And it would be curious to see how the rankings played. If it was a similar, I think it would probably be similar to be honest with you. Right. Yeah. Well, when I, when I say we're not looking for like experts, I, I mean, we get, we get people that are, like in their own sense, they're connoisseurs, right? They really value a specific category of spirits. And um, I mean, they're, they're emailing us three times a week, trying to make sure we're not going to miss them the, the, the following year. Um, those are like our hardcore judges that are, mm. that absolutely love what we're doing every day. And, and they keep recruiting more of their friends and judges um, into the competition. And I would consider them kind of expert level, but they're not affiliated in any shape or form gotcha. in the industry. And that's, that'll balance it out for us. Right. Um, and we have different ways of determining who's a good judge and who's a bad judge. Um, and we can get into that as well. And those are, those are some things that we've kind of picked up along the way, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a matter of determining 
um, and getting a good field of the people that are the customers for these brands at the end of the day. So do the, do the judges pick what spirit they want to judge? Uh, what, t- what category? They'll pick the category. Right. Well, so well, like if they want to judge a, a gin or a wine well, they or enter, whiskey. Or, right. So like a, a brand will enter to win. Right. Like it's not like, so, so the way I, I know it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like a brand will enter their spirit into a competition. It's just like anything else, right? Like you want to get like the best cookies at the state fair. You enter your cookies. They don't just come here. Mamaw makes the best cookies. We're going to get Mamaw to come in there. Right. Like, so they enter and then that goes in. And I'm sure they have to send like samples and things like that. Now you do it all blind or do they actually know what they're tasting? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, the brands basically submit uh, two bottles uh, for the evaluation. They also send in an entry fee to enter. Not all the brands will win an award. About 15 to 20% of them in any given year um, will come back with nothing. So even a bronze medal for a brand is pretty valuable and a big impact for their, you know, what they're, what they're planning to do with it. Um, and then in terms of the competition, that's one of the key factors of the evaluation process. We try, we, we put a lot of effort into making sure that there is no traceable way of being able to determine what these brands and these labels are, um, that the products are being tested on. Um, so, or tested with. So yeah, everything is completely blind. And the only thing you're getting is this kind of vial, um, that's got this, uh, spirit in it. We get label bias. It's got, yeah, label or brand bias. That's a huge factor, right? You don't want that exposed to the judges. So we just have numbers. Um, the only, the only, uh, item that they would understand or the judges would see is the category. So for example, they would know it's a uh, Reposado tequila, uh, but they wouldn't know what brand it is or what age it is or what, what anything about it is. Anything about it. Right. From like bourbon, would it be like single barrel, barrel proof, rye, single malt, American single malt? Do you do it based off like craft? Uh, things like that. Like, do you get that granular or does it all kind of go, whether it's craft or like, a, you know, the big five, are they all in one category? It really comes down to how many get entered into a category. Sometimes we uh, do have to kind of uh, uh, condense them into it. Uh, it. But as we've grown year over year, it's it's becoming easier and easier to, to kind of be more granular and separate out, especially the whiskeys. Um, even gins, we started out with just one category of gin. Now I think we have eight different categories of gin. Um, and, and right now we're over a hundred and I think 10 categories in total, um, that a brand can submit. So it's, it's pretty detailed. Uh, everything from, I mean, things that you wouldn't even know about or I didn't even know about. And every year we're like noticing new categories just popping up and we're trying to make and and we open it up and then we're like whoa we got eight submissions in here that's interesting Hmm. that's cool i I, look i don't drink anything but like whiskey uh shanda yeah okay miss fireball and red wine in your former days in my former life i don't care (laughs) not anymore i've left that girl behind 
I, I, I do you ever do like any crisscrossing of stuff? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I know award shows are, are not award shows, but award uh, companies and stuff. I wonder what it would be like to get a bourbon person to like try rum and a rum person to try tequila. Just like to have you like almost like an off an off the wall award of like, you know, then like say someone like myself, who's a bourbon drinker, these, this is the best rum that a bourbon drinker, like, you know, like, and I know like it, and I don't think it's not taking it seriously. I think, especially in like the realm of what you're doing, I think it would be interesting because there's people like myself who struggle with trying other spirits just because, um, and then like all every now and then you get talked into something like just recently I had a Mescal old fashioned and it was delicious. But unless the guy smokiness behind it, yeah. But somebody <laughs> talked me into it because he liked whiskey. It was the bartender. He's like, "Listen, I drink whiskey a lot. This is that. I think it would be an interesting crossover for other spirits to to get more drinkers who may not be into that spirit to try it. Um, yeah. I don't know how that would logistically work, but I think that would be kind of an interesting subplot within something like this. Yeah, that's actually very interesting. You brought that up. We we've tried what what. I mean, we're always looking at kind of uh, disrupting the field of spirit competition or or just competitions in general. Um, we've kind of opened up different ways of of um, evaluating spirits and getting new judges outside the field. So we're kind of innovators in that sense, but we're always trying to stay one step ahead um, as other competitions may kind of replicate some of the things that we're doing. One of the things we we did a few years ago was kind of a a fun kind of a YouTube video. We never unfortunately published it. I wanted to make sure and we wanted to kind of have a few different series, but it's in some sense, it's kind of what you're talking about. We put uh, a couple, whether they were together or just two guys or, or a guy and a girl um, with good dynamics. Some of them were like, really taking it seriously. Some of them were more party people um, and just have them try to determine what they're tasting, what brand goes to with what. So we had some of the top brands like, you know, um, everything from Grey Goose to Smirnoff and, and different flavors. And then they would have to individually kind of choose and win different prizes. Kind of like, you know, what you'd expect on a fun YouTube video. Yeah. Um, so I thought That's that, yeah, and and yeah, I we, just thought of a really stupid name for it, but I'm not going to say it because it's dirty, but it's funny. I think you should say it. Hey, what's in my mouth? <laughs> what you should call it. What's in my mouth? So, yeah, uh, I feel like uh, we should do a segment on Bourbon with Friends called "What's in My oh, Mouth." Oh, that would be so fun! Would be I would I love that. Just randomly send samples to people, and we're just yes. going to say "What's in my mouth." People should send samples to us and we will totally do that. I will. No, I'm going to send. That. No, I want to send. I don't trust that. People. I don't trust other people to send stuff. Yeah. No. <laughs> but like, yeah, that, how funny that. would that be? Right. Like you're doing like a YouTube series called what's in my mouth. And here you have like multiple people and people would like the funny people would make it even more funny. Cause they're like, I don't know, John, what is in your mouth? Is it less sour than what you're used to? You know, I, <laughs> it would be hilarious. I love that name. I might steal that name. If you're not going to do it, someone's got to do it. We could, collab, we could collab it, you know. Like, All right, done. I mean, you know, we could always like be like the 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 on screen person that's laughing and encouraging the shenanigans. Yes. For sure. No, but, now I want to revisit what we filmed. I we did like a whole day of shooting. We probably got a good 
amount of footage. I mean, some of it was hilarious. As you can imagine, when you have alcohol and just fun people, some funny shit comes out of it. So um, do all, do welcome all the to judges, our podcast. <laughs> do all the judges co- go to one spot and do this, or are you sending samples out? Yeah, it's interesting you say that because prior to 2020, um, we would have these big events. Uh, I mean, we we held them any, everywhere from uh, L.A. to Las Vegas, at Aria Hotel to um, uh, the St. Regis to Hyatt Hotel in Newport. We kind of switched it every time to get a new demographic of judges. We would have a DJ. We would have ice sculptures. We would have cocktail, like mixologists teaching things. Fuck, how do I get into this party? Oh, right. Was, I'm like, why? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we we show Con- up and we're Connor we need might to be there. Have to, Connor might actually have to shave and shower and show up. Oh, yeah. And people would fly in just to come would. And, and to be a judge. And it was beyond just I mean, the whole idea was to create the uh, the the specific use case of where you normally sip spirits. Right. Um, not to do it in a sterile like in a lab coat in a laboratory. Um, you're doing it in a in a fun atmosphere kind of right. thing that you're getting your friends and family kind of involved. I feel um, like we would thrive in that situation. I feel like oh, that yeah. would be, that would be a drive. Yeah. It I would was, find a microphone. It was a blast. It was that a blast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was prior to 2020, 2020 came around and I'm sure we all know what happened there. Uh, events were banned. Uh, the world kind of stopped uh, and we're like, oh, I mean, the whole business was, you know, what are we going to do? We can't even have people were like emailing us saying you can't you can't do this. You can't do an event like that again. That's that's endangering people's lives. So we're like, don't uh, come then. What's that? Don't go then. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, 2020. You, well, in 2020, probably be on, it's like <laughs> you'd be on, you on the front freedom, page. Y'all. Well, you'd have. Who knows what would have happened? So, yeah, I mean, it, it was actually an interesting thing that came about it. We're like, we're getting a lot of brands. We're getting a lot. Um, the more brands we also have, the more judges we need. Mm-hmm. So we needed to figure out a way to kind of uh, scale the business as well. So that year was the first year we decided to pivot and offer these kits rather than doing an event we would send out these these like uh, special kits that would come with a neat glass. Are you guys familiar with the neat glass? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would get one neat glass, you would get 12 spirit samples in like vials sealed. Uh, and then you would get a little bit of a, a palate cleanser, coffee beans, uh, sip awards pen. You get everything you need. Would you do that by hand or would that where the comp would the brands have to provide them free um, like pre-sampled out already. Oh, we would have to pour. No, no, no. So, uh, the brands would just send us the bottles, okay. and then we had in our facility we would pour each bottle into these vials. Then we would seal them. Uh, and 2020 was big year to make sure everything was kind of clean and cleansed right. and perfectly um, shipped out. And and we wouldn't ship it actually. We would hand deliver them. Um, because we would just focus on the three counties. Luckily, we're based in Orange County. That's in between L.A. and San Diego. 
Um, so we would deliver those and then they would have a video instruction on how to go through the process. And it, and it worked out even, I mean, it wasn't as fun as the event, but the, the judges were really, uh, taking a, I mean, we had judges that would do, uh, virtual like Skype or Zoom parties, right? Or Zoom happy hour. And they would get their whole friends and family on Zoom and then they would go through it together. It goes kind of like what we're doing here in a way, uh, but with That's so fun. samples. Way less sober than if you're in Vegas with an ice sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun for 2020, I guess. Um, and then uh, we would even a little bit towards the end of 2020, there would be uh, people going out and doing like block party or like, you know, like um, neighborhood kind of block parties or garage kind of situation where everything would be outdoors. They would have everything set up and they're, they would have lounge chairs and they would go through it in a group of like 20 people. Um, so it was very new and interesting, but what that allowed us to do is now in, in 2021, we did the same thing. 2022, again, we replicated that What what that allowed us to do before we can only get about 120 judges because the more judges you have, also imagine each judge getting so many samples. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy amount of back end work you're going through and you're pouring uh, like 30 of these samples for each judge in a four or five hour period while you got food and entertainment. It, it's it's pretty yeah. it's fun, but chaotic. Um, this allowed us to kind of control that and allow more judges, which made the results a lot more accurate as well. Huh. Yeah. This, so, yeah, like so are logistically, you doing it just seems. Or? I'm sorry. What? Are you still currently doing that, or have you kind of got? We're back still doing. We did that this year as well. Uh, so we did this year. We had over 400 judges, um, which you know wow. we couldn't have done that with an. I, we can. It just takes a lot more manpower to do that, and it's in a way. What I want to do in the future is do that with maybe a, a, a an event. Um, to some degree, because there are spirits and there are some products that we still have to hold an event. So the ones we ship out are just pure alcohol. Um, but there are categories like the mixer competitions or mixer products that we can't just simply send out with a little sample and you're tasting a little bit of a Bloody Mary mix. Right. It's, it's not going to do it justice, especially it's got to be, you know, it's got to be going back into a spirit to get the full essence of it. So for those, we do little miniature events. Um, in the future, I think 2023, we might be opening it up to another uh, another event with potentially in the, in the horizon, looking at more of like a cocktail event, maybe like a festival slash expo where brands and consumers can kind of join in, not really competing, but just educating. What time of year do you generally have your awards? Uh, so towards the first first or second quarter of the year. So we're okay. uh, around May is oh. where we kind of target. Okay. You get a lot of releases in spring and stuff. And late fall, early spring seems like the two big release dates, at least for whiskey. So you would probably get yeah, a lot and, of and sometimes we get uh, brands submit a product that may not have yet entered um the you know the market yet 
um, and they want an evaluation first and they want to see if they can get some accolades prior to going to market. So they're kind of coming in full force. So what are you, what kind of drinker are you? Like, what, what are you drinking in your, uh, in your spare time? Uh, I, I don't drink that often, but when I drink, it's ideally I, I pick out probably a whiskey. Yeah. If I drink a lot, I would, uh, I wouldn't be a lot. I mean, I have so many samples. It's, it's ridiculous. Our warehouse is full of, you know, spirits from around the world. Luckily I'm not an alcoholic. If I was, I'd be dead for sure. I'd be dead four <laughs> times over. <laughs> My kind of guy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I really whiskey, only drink so. socially or when someone's drink. I'm not the kind of guy that just like has to pour something and drink while working. Luckily. Um, Listen, I'm oh, a I do that all the time on a Friday or a Saturday <laughs> night. I'm drinking whiskey when my kid goes to sleep by fire and cigars. That is my Zen moment. There you go. You gotta, that is that is how I just relax. Yeah. What, what kind of whiskey? What kind of whiskey do you reach for? 12. What kind of whiskey do you reach for when you're drinking? Oh, you're you're trying to get me in trouble with the brands. No, no. Any <laughs> whatever is closest to me that has a Sip Awards medal on it. Um, okay. so actually, that's how about a, that? A, Not a brand. What type? Single yeah. barrel, barrel proof, rye. I'm not, I, I would say, you know, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super picky. Rye, rye works with me. Um, but it's, it's interesting. You, you mentioned which whiskey. So a, a few years back when I was first starting, probably, you know, maybe five years, six years ago, um, I would I would take it upon myself whenever I would go to the bar or restaurant and I'm ordering something, I would only order a brand that has won a sip of works. Um, and if they didn't have it, I wouldn't drink. And if there was a product that I wanted to try, I would market directly to them or I would have my people to kind of specifically reach out to them. And that made me like, okay, I got to get more brands because this, this bar doesn't have it. So now, now it's like almost every brand has it. So that was like an incentive for me to like, and I would just be like, oh yeah, that brand, I can't have that. No. So what, what are the, okay. That one's got gold medal or I would look it up. Yeah. That's <laughs> commitment. Yeah. That is. And development right there. Yeah. You got to believe, I guess you got to believe in your own product. Right. And like, Oh, that, that hasn't been evaluated by our judging panel. Nah, I can't, I can't Get have that, that out of my face. Just I'm push too, it out. I'm too like, I'm, I'm too curious. And I would just be like, I really want to try this. I mean, what if it was shit? And you're like, I'm glad they haven't put in for a medal. They wouldn't win anything. That would be me. I'd be like, good thing y'all didn't put in. Then you, when you saw him, you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> True. Like when yeah, a terrorist gets to the pearly gates, how'd you get here? Oh shit! <laughs> well, I don't understand that joke. <laughs> it's the oh damn, oh I shit moment. That. I don't fine. get that joke. Whatever. <laughs> that went right over my head. I'm not gonna it's lie. Easy because you're short. I I I just fake laughed. <laughs> I understood that joke. Uh, it's cool. You've had, you know what you know what like a lot of faking is to your face. You've seen it in your real life, so at least you know how to do it. Well, back. Good job. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of words. I just listened to like half of them. I understood half of them. It's okay. 
<laughs> let's Shannon talk about this. Let's talk about this Instagram reel. I want to talk about this reel real quick. No pun intended. Ha ha ha. So, and I don't even know how to bring this up, but like, I just think it's crazy that out of all the reels, like how many reels have we posted, Paul? How many have I posted? Okay, so let's be honest with you. It's like we have never posted a reel where we handed Amber Heard a tissue and magically money came out of the TV back. All right, not that has never happened. <laughs> I know that, but like, but what if out of all the reels, it, we could do it, and a bottle of whiskey came to us? I bet we'd probably get a, you know, I bet we get a couple hundred thousand likes out of that. Probably. There's an idea yeah, right but there. Out of you'd, all you'd have the to reels, do it with Johnny Depp though. Yeah, oh, that would be the it, best. Is it happy hour every anytime? I mean, yeah. What he said, wow. that, I laughed so hard. I'm just like, bro, like this is my guy right here. Like I can, I can get down with him anytime. Was there was so a lot real. of interesting. There was a lot of interesting things in that trial. Like you could just watch it. Just the whole thing for entertainment value. Um, there was a lot of stuff. I would always like at work on TikTok, like I would be going through TikTok or whatever, Instagram would be a live feed. I'd be like, I'd watch it for like 15 minutes at a time, just like, cause I wanted to see. And then like going on your for you page and like the highlights, like just dominated everyone's. It was like every single person in the country was just so committed to this, you, this thing that meant nothing to anybody. Do you like, ever it, think they were no, laying in bed one day and said, Hey babe, you want to fuck with some people? And like they just put this whole show on because it would be the most genius shit ever. Like you want to get no. divorced and act like we hate each other, we'll sue each other a couple times, and then all of a sudden we'll go to trial to be a like it was so outlandish. I don't know. That'd be pretty fucking expensive. I know, <laughs> right? I mean, think about the publicity <laughs> they've gotten. Like Johnny Depp's like going around the world selling concerts out now, right? He's gonna. I mean, well, he. I he think might he could get have already Captain done Jack. That, no? But he might get Captain Jack back for three hundred and one, not three hundred, three hundred and one million dollars. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and all lucrative to me. Yeah, True. Exactly. yeah, that's a good point. But my, <laughs> well, my overarching thing is, out of all the reels I post on Instagram, yours is has been viewed. It's the number fifteen highest viewed, and that's insane to me. How many Does views Instagram, is it? Instagram. Hold on a second. Does Instagram like come to you and tell you that, or do you just, did you have to be like, holy shit, this has a lot of views. I want to see if this there's like a ranking. Oh, the ranking. I, I looked it up actually online. Uh, there's websites. Just type in like you know most viewed reels, and then there's like a ranking. Kardashians are up there. I actually beat one of them. Just I think she was at eighty two. Yeah, just slightly. Hey, my guy. <laughs> um. I think she has other ones though that are higher. That are um, higher. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's uh, yeah there's there's a ranking system. I don't know how accurate it is. It's not like an official awards. It's not like a SIP awards. <laughs> I actually like got a shot out of it, bro. Anything. I'd I'd find all I'd find it till I was in like top five and be like, hey, this website said I'm top five. Screw it. There you go. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely awesome. It was. And you get you get recognized. I mean, like we talked about, most people have seen it. And when as soon as I showed to them, they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen it. My my dad sent it to me or whatever. And I'm surprised. It's like even though it has a subject matter of, you know, uh, allergy medicine, uh, (laughs) uh, everyone's sharing it. Uh, Trump shared it uh, when it was at its peak. Yeah, Trump shared it, which was that's one of the ones that I would get. 
a lot of messages and like, do you know who just shared yours? Like, oh, wow. Everyone hey, was sharing. It was, it was I, I, I'm, I'd be dumb awesome. if a former president shared my shit. I'd be like, <laughs> it was, it was his son though. Oh, Maybe well. in the future, he'll be the there next president. Um, <laughs> it, it was very, I mean, when you're like, did you just wake up the next morning and, and open up your notifications? Just be like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it was, it, it didn't take off immediately. It, um, so I did one before that, which was, I don't know if you guys seen it. It was one that I handed her, uh, my handkerchief and I tried to kiss her. Did you see that one? Yes. So that's the first one I did. And then I would get, and everyone was like, wow, this is good. And it got a few thousand, maybe 20,000 views. And then that slowly started to pick up. And then the comments were like, oh, you supplied her with the, the cocaine. Oh, you're her dealer. And then everyone was just like saying things like that. I'm like, what if, what if I like took it to that, you know, that, that level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I could probably, you know, make it more. Yeah. More of that. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to give it. Okay. I need to cash back. I need to count that. I need to check. And then the more I looked into it, I'm like, oh man, I can play with this and mess with this. Yeah. And it was just like expanding more and more. And then, and then I put it out. Well, I made it. Yeah. I put it out. And a lot of people were like, whoa, this is way better than the first one. This is great. And then it, you know, went from 20,000, 50,000, maybe a hundred thousand. And I'm like, wow, this is going crazy. And then, and then at one point it was just hitting millions every like day it would do 5 million, 10 million. There was one day it did like 16 million in one day, which, which is insane. 16 million a day was, was hitting the, like, that was the peak. And how far, like, how long after it hit 16 million from when it actually happened? Uh, it was a while. It was like maybe two and a half weeks or something. From when like that was actually part of the trial. Right. Uh, no, it was towards the end of the trial, which, which I was nervous about. I'm like, oh man, the trial is ending soon. It's not going to play well. But the, I think one of the reasons it was so successful is I try and kind of make content on my personal kind of Instagram slash influencer page, whatever you want to call it is, is, is content without a a language barrier, right? There's no, you don't have to understand English to understand what's going on in the video. Um, So there was, there was a significant amount of people from Turkey, from Iran, um, people that couldn't even speak English and they were writing in their native language, Brazil, um, that were messaging me and it was, it was my stats were showing these countries were like really sharing it a lot aside, aside oh, wow. from the U S. So even outside the trial, I think the video was just kind of funny and cool um, because, you know, people in Istanbul, Turkey, I'm sure some of them knew about it, but some of them were just like, oh, this is hilarious. I got to show my, my grandma this video or whoever. Um, so it, it, you know, the, the, the more, the, the, if you don't have a language barrier or specific language, I think you can have a higher potential of going viral. And, and obviously that's kind of happened here. It's awesome. Yeah. It was, the internet, it was awesome. the internet is fucking up because you're, it's, it's not on here. I'm trying to look for it and yours would be at least 
according to the first website that popped up, at least number 12. Oh, but there you just, go. It's, it's not on there. It's not on there at all. You need to email I them. I, I, yeah, some of those are, they're not doing their job. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> they're nothing like the SIP awards. These guys aren't legit. There you go. There's an idea <laughs> for you. Nice. If you want to make a, a no, uh, and that's easier. You just have to go with the number of uh, views and put it on your website and maybe charge a fee or something. Um, yeah. There's there's a uh, a gap in the market right there. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, number 15 has 54.9 million and that's that's child's play you you blow that you blow out of the water by 30 million so oh, i did like, that in my sleep come yeah on, exactly literally come on <laughs> people out here playing they don't have wait till wait till shanda go, gets in the bourbon with friends bikini though that's going to do stupid numbies at least 105 million <laughs> well i'm always looking to cal- collaborate with different are you an influencer <laughs> yourself us Me? yeah Oh, no, or any any one of you. I would you know, not. Cl- has, I would not... We have twenty thousand followers. I guess that counts. She goes. She goes. I don't know. <sighs> Only on OnlyFans. Oh, okay. <laughs> no <It's a> secret. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that's been. And I I started doing kind of funny, stupid, silly videos um, when the pandemic kind of hit. I wasn't, you know, SIP Awards was kind of still my other business, which is in technology, was not doing much. Everybody was just really out of work. And I wasn't we we didn't we just really no one was exchanging funds. No one was seeing a future. It was the end of the world. It's like, yeah, the world has just stopped. And I'm like, all right, well, in that case, I'm going to make a fool out of myself and make funny videos and make people laugh. Um, there might not be a chance to do this again. So I started to make, you know, magic videos to funny videos, just videos to cheer people up. And then I kind of never stopped. Remember, um, uh, the guy from the office who was doing that, like new show for like a little bit during the pandemic, Jared Krasinski, John Krasinski, not Jared, John oh, Krasinski. He's great. And, and he was doing like that, that like good news, like show from his house for a little bit. And then he had Steve Carell on and everybody freaked out because it was Steve Carell. It was, uh, it was Jim and Michael all over again. It was, uh, oh man, I didn't see that. I should watch. Yeah. That. I forgot what he, I forgot what it was, but he did it for a little bit. And I know like he had his kids on and it was all just positive news, like good things. And people <laughs> from all over would like submit stories of like things that were happening during lockdown. And like good, like positive things. And like all he did was play it the whole time. And he did like a 30 oh, minute fun. news show and he sat and he used his kids like crayons and stuff to like write things and had his kids like do drawings for the shows. It, it was pretty cool. I didn't see that. Well, is, is he still doing that or no more? I don't think he is anymore. I haven't seen it. I mean, obviously. He's too know, busy we, dying as Mr. Fantastic in 20 minutes. We, 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 we went, we went, um, we went back to our negative asshole American selves real quick. <laughs> well, even, even the daily shows were doing something like that. We're filming in their own home. Um, right. Everybody was just, and, and that was the time to, if you were going to launch your kind of online present, that's a great time to kind of get followers. And um, everybody was just sitting. It was home called some good news. <laughs> 
Um, cute name. And he had, I don't think he had many episodes. I'm looking on YouTube right now. I don't think it went that long, but it had a lot of things happened from the pandemic. 15 videos and he had 2.4 million subscribers. Wow. Dang. And he stopped. Yeah. And they did a whole office cast that did a reunite for it as well. Like the whole office cast did a zoom together. Wow. That's fun. How did you guys do during the pandemic? I'm sure it was better than usual, right? Oh, that's That's when we started. started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how it started. See, there's there's definitely good things that came out of it. There was a lot of podcasts and influencers and things like that that started because there's not anything else to do. And then it's interesting now that like the world kind of got back to normal. Some people have just fallen off a cliff. Uh, you never I see know them several people anything anymore. Yeah, several and, people and that the world that it was our who we talked to was a lot, and then it kind of just shrunk because you know just people just got busy back with their lives and stuff. Yeah, well, Crazy it was time. probably oversaturated for what it, what it is. Except now. for Shanda, Shanda was bored and we saved her. More what? Shanda was bored and we saved her. Ah. Uh. <laughs> what were you doing you before? Saved? Who, me or her? Shanda. Or all uh, of you, actually. <laughs> oh, I mean, I still, I mean, I still, still have a day job. We, I mean, we all do. And we all. This is, uh, <laughs> this is the fun. This is the fun part. Yeah. I only give, uh, I'm only a dealer on the weekends myself yeah nights and weekends jan only does only fans on tuesdays connor does them on wednesday does it on wednesday wednesdays but he has a thumb one it's weird just gives thumbs up and stuff yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, no no it's it's a full-time business don't disrespect my business like that it's every day (laughs) and it's Uh, it's 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 important that I mean you guys didn't give up. That's that's critical. Like just like my mind didn't blow up during the pandemic either. Um, and it's it, I get people reaching out to me like, hey, I, I've posted a couple videos. You know, what's your trick? How come I haven't gone viral? Or, or friends are saying that like I don't know if I should post. And I'm like, how many videos have you posted? They're like two. Like, dude, I'm I'm at three hundred plus. Like it it, it right. takes it takes a good amount of work. Like, yeah, you're never, it's rare to just be, you know, batting a hundred every time. Um, some videos will hit, some of them won't, some of them yeah, will I'm take e- a long time. As I'm, you excited guys when, seen it. I'm excited when TikTok hits like 10,000 views and a thousand likes. I'm like, hell yeah. Viral as fuck right there. Well, that's, that's great. TikTok is a lot easier to go viral. We have a, I had a, did a video and literally it's it's thieving whiskey out of a barrel. I got 161,000 views. There you go. For nothing. That's all it was a 10 second video. Thief out in highest rated, highest viewed video we've ever had. It's crazy. Did you get a lot of uh, comments on it? Um, I don't know if we've had as many comments. So we have one that we posted with Sam Hewen and it, we have like it's up to like 1300 likes and 300 comments which is a lot um i, I mean know, you're I talking to the guy yeah. with the 12th most views of all time in yeah, the history yeah of we internet. didn't have thirty-five thousand <laughs> comments i mean uh, yeah so you can one thing is you can actually go in and, and see how many people shared uh like that mm-hmm. amber heard video 
had over nearly 3 million shares. That's insane, right? Um, Crazy. Like people pushing the share button, 4 million likes. Anyway. only So that video only has 595 likes and 20 comments. So it's not even our most liked video, but it has the most views. It has 163,000. But uh, what about shares? You would seven. only be a seven. 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 <laughs> I think what, what happened was like, it, uh, or TikTok was like, let's give them a shot. Let's put them on the For You page, see what happens. The Sam then- Hewen one has 49. The one with Terry Bradshaw that's at 15,000 views and 1,270 likes is at 90 shares. Nine. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, TikTok is 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 very strange. Like some videos I'll post on TikTok and I'll be lucky to break 400 views whereas on Instagram I'll get like, like 40,000. Right? It's it's a whole different genre. Um well, but I do we can, we, we can really smash on Instagram sometimes. Like we have some videos that are pretty high on that. Well, you like, have a lot of TikTok followers doesn't. on Instagram. That's yeah. good. You don't need followers on TikTok to blow up. Um, Dude, oh my God. I see people, for some reason, I've been getting people on my For You page. <laughs> and it's like people with like 20 followers and they're just random weird dudes. They're like, hey, ladies, I'm single. Hit the so this, like button if you want to go on a Terry date. Brad, this 20 Terry followers these people have. This Terry Bradshaw video on tick, on Instagram has uh, has 16,000 views. On Instagram, that's solid. On Instagram, that's not easy to get. I have, I haven't even, I didn't even like think about that or not. One thing, one thing we need to, uh, we're we're gonna probably do is uh, have a presence for Sip Awards for TikTok. I think that's that's a way we can <laughs> totally different. Maybe we need to find a good mixolog, a fun mixologist. We got him. Um, we got another one on there that's where Graham McTavish is making fun of Sam Hewen and it's at 15,527 likes too. Like that's it is way harder to get stupid numbers on Instagram than it is TikTok. Way harder because because you're really dependent on your existing followers. Like you have no shot if you have under 100 followers to get massive numbers on Instagram. Compared to TikTok, you could have one follower and uh, completely blow up. Yeah, like these people I see on my For You page. Hey, ladies, single guy here. Exactly. So this one that I just this one I just posted, Connor, an hour ago is already up to four hundred views. Sick. I agree. I care less about views. I don't know. Whatever. Just fun. Post stuff that I like, and that's it. Yeah, and I think that's that's the key because everybody, you know, I, I think majority of everyone that I've talked to, like everyone's afraid of posting these days, especially when it's like outside their their comfort zone. And you never know. Yeah. One of them will blow up. You got to just post like, who cares? No one cares. I always realize this. No one cares as much as you. You're thinking people are going to care. I agree. The the worst they're gonna do is they're gonna swipe up, go to the next one. Like yeah. it doesn't have a thumbs down button. I mean, yeah, they're God. not gonna sit there and and watch it over and over and be like, that guy is a fool. I can't believe he posted this. I'm gonna watch it again and just make sure. No, <laughs> within the first three seconds, they're gone. 
There, yeah, I agree. Or wow, this is like a social media lesson from, a, I, from like this, this one is of the great. top guys ever. Yeah, this yeah is awesome. just post. It's free. Every post is free. It's just fun. Post. Yeah, and if might. it takes off, then you get to have a good laugh at it. And then you can take another stab at it. And you probably have 10 videos that don't. Then it'll happen again. Just like your your one pouring video that you just mentioned. You had no idea it was going to be your best video. <laughs> I didn't even see it because I have notifications turned off. I didn't log into TikTok for like three days. And then it had like, I was just like, it was what the hell just happened? And I looked and it was at like 47,000 views at that point. I was like, holy shit. But like now, like we have like three that... We actually have three out of the last four that are in like the 15,000 plus that are starting. So like the notifications are starting to go kind of ham. We just got like a thousand followers on TikTok in like the last month. So Whoa. I know that's not viral, but that's. No, that's it. solid. And, and you got to realize Thanks. the people that are following you are very niche to some degree. I'm sure if you looked at your demographic, it's it's uh, a higher age group. It's not like 12 year olds. Hopefully, oh, I hope, I hope so. to God not, because I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for like, it is. It is interesting. Like people like if you ever go into like if you do stuff on Instagram, you go into like your insights on like your followers, <coughs> seeing like what your trends are, what you're doing, like what countries follow you the most, like four points. We have. Four percent of our file followers are from the United Kingdom. And uh, uh, the majority of our followers are between the ages of 35 and 44. There you go. That's on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Like my, my personal is all, you know, fairly, yeah, in the 20s to 30s realm, majority of it. Um, but yeah, I've got much younger to much older. But on our SIP Awards Instagram, it's, it's like 0.2% mm-hmm. ages under 18, which is good. That shows that, you know, yeah. people that are following us are of drinking age and whatever. Um, but it's it's fascinating to see the the demographic of people. Um, yeah. The highest the highest people online, and this is really interesting, is um Thursdays. Or sorry, Wednesdays. Wednesdays has the highest percentage of our followers online. Huh. Whiskey Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Whiskey Wednesday. 61% of our followers are men and 38.6 are women. Oh, we're going to change that. Got to have more gals. Uh, what's the percentages? 613 to 38.6. I don't know who the other like 0.01 are. Uh, maybe they're <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, that's another thing. Um, I, I, it's, as you, as you are aware, w- uh, spirits are drank by, you know, pretty equally amongst all sexes. So, um, we, we were one of the first competitions to kind of have fairly close 50 50 kind of ratio of judges, women and men. Whereas a lot of the other competitions were like, I'm talking 95% men and 5% women. Like you'd have one or two women judges and 40 male judges. And it was right. like, what is that? Is that who's buying these drinks? That's it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's important to kind of match with what the consumer is, what the real consumers are. I agree. I agree. I agree. On that note, 
Uh, why don't you let the people know where they can find you in the SIP Awards and honestly, how like to sign up to be a judge? Because I want to know that too. Yeah. So, well, my personal account is uh, at Hey Puya, H E Y P O U Y A. Um, and uh, again, it's, it's not a ton of spirit related news. So if you're not into that, just go follow spin, uh, sip award. So there is a hot touch- girl in a bikini in one video though. So I can, I can at least say that I did see that earlier. Wait, there will be, there are, there, there is was, one? There, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, she's like, take a picture of me real fast and like spritz. Oh, that one. You yeah. know who that is. <laughs> no, you don't know who that is. Uh-uh. Come on. That's, uh, that's, one of the Kardashians. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't follow the Kardashians. Oh, now everyone's going to be following me, uh, looking for that one video. <laughs> there uh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, for for Sip Awards, it's at Sip Award S I P A W A R S A Wait S I P A W A R D S. And we're on Instagram mostly. The website is sipawards.com. If you're interested in entering your spirit, uh, if you go to the website, there's in- instructions and information. You can, uh, I would say, either entering the, the the competition as a brand or a consumer. The best thing you can do is sign up for the newsletter at the bottom of the page, and you'll get emails and updates as uh, as we approach, you know, the the, the competition dates. And for consumers, there's, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of options. And like I said, we might have events coming up, which will be really fun and interesting. So definitely sign up for the newsletter. Beautiful. Perfect. Awesome. Puya, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. This has been a really fun show. Um, I'm glad we've gotten to talk some serious and also some shenanigans. <laughs> I did too. No, it was really fun. Yeah. What it's all about. Thanks everyone for listening. And remember, a bourbon with friends could change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.